Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut in the United States. And in February 2016, I put myself on a ketogenic diet to take control of my metabolism. In just two and a half months, I managed to reverse all my markers of type 2 diabetes with diet alone. As of now, I'm 80 pounds lighter with no signs of diabetes or heart disease. Hi, I'm Richard Morris in Canberra, Australia. I've been on a ketogenic diet since April 2014. And when I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I lost about 100 pounds. I've completely turned my health around. And this show is a document of our experiences thriving for years in nutritional ketosis. And reversing diabetes. Oh, yeah. And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. Yeah, we're not doctors. We don't want to give any medical advice, but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of a little technical detail, are we, Carl? Heck no. <laughs> we've done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind them, and we share studies that we found in the show notes. You'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. Yeah, we are. We love to cook and we love to eat. In every episode, mm. we both share a keto recipe that, um, you know, you might, you might appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start podcast number 130, my friend. Keto and Co. and Ted Tykin. Could you say... So, Richard, do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show? Uh, let's see. Last week was number 129, Keto Fest Down Under with Jessica Turton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've actually got two corrections. The first is to the Preston UK meetup group. I said it was on the 18th, but it was really on the 17th. And today's the 19th, so it's already too late. So, <laughs> uh. Uh, my apologies, folk. Uh, the other thing is, I haven't got the Eventbrite yet up for Keto Fest Down Under. Uh -oh. That is uh, hopefully coming up this weekend. I'm just organizing bank details and stuff. So yeah, sure. That should be up pretty soon. So, looking forward to uh, that. You'll be able to find it at ketofestdownunder.com. Excellent. Uh, I also have something. We we picked a winner last week from Australia. They happen to be from Australia. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. And that makes it difficult to ship some things, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Our, our vendors didn't sign up for, you know, $130 to ship a, a book or a this or a that to Australia. So, we're disclaiming our giveaway from now on. If, if you're overseas and shipping is a problem... Uh, you may not get some items. The That said, um, some of our items, we are getting like a dozen shipped to you in Australia. Yeah, and that's then, right. And you know, then, if we pick a winner from Australia next time, we can you can pass them out. Yeah, we'll do our best to send the products that we spoke about, uh, but we don't know where you're from until uh, until we ask you. Yeah, so, right. Um, and we don't know that until we've drawn your name out of the hat. Yeah, that's so, right. Uh, we'll, do our, we'll do our best to make sure that you get a, a bunch of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is, Richard. Sure. It's a diet that uh, puts you in a state of ketosis. It means that you're making ketones and your brain is running on ketones predominantly instead of running on glucose. Mm. And to do that, you've just got to not eat any glucose. So uh, we basically eat 20 grams or less of carbohydrates. That's sugar and starch. And, yep. You know, our, bo our body turns those into glucose. And what happens when you don't give your body enough glucose is it makes its own. Yeah. And uh, we make uh, glucose uh, out of protein. And uh, so we have moderate protein. We use between 1 and 1 1.5 grams per kilogram of lean body mass. We get all of our energy from fat. Fat. <laughs> That's fat <laughs> on your plate or fat that you've eaten a decade ago. Maybe you had a Krispy Kreme a decade ago and you didn't need that energy immediately and you stored it. Well, yeah, I mean, now's the time you get to use that. And if you really want to learn all about the ketogenic diet from us, listen to mm. our starting keto show at start.2keto.com. Yeah. That's right. Well, buddy, how was your week? Um, it was good, actually. I've uh, been busy working with KetoFest Down Under. I'm, I'm prepping for all of the cooking demonstrations. Uh, on Monday, I'm going to spend some time with Chef Darren Tetley. Uh, we're going to play in his kitchen, which is, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's always good to, to, to work in a commercial kitchen. And then... Um, uh, so that's uh, coming up this week, and also I've been uh, trying to nail down all the speakers. I think we've got three really good speakers for uh, for the science component of uh, the morning, and then um, 
We've got a special guest star for the afternoon, and yeah. uh, I'm just working on that now. So the other thing that happened this week is that um, the Low Carb Down Under folk released Michael Eads' uh, presentation from uh, Breckenridge this year, yeah. and that was on the reverse electron transport chain, and this is really one of the most fascinating uh, presentations that, are, that I've seen in Breckenridge. And he worked out how to quantify how good a fat was for uh, our body based on how long the chain was and uh, how many uh, double bonds of carbon there were mm. and basically was able to work out uh, a very simple number. He was able to determine the FADH to NAD plus ratio uh, generation ratio of the of the fat, and he was able to specify what fats would cause your body to have a mild insulin resistance. And this, in this case, localized insulin resistance is a good thing because it causes the body to make more mitochondria. So yeah. it basically drives mitogenesis, which is which is a good thing. So um, you know, it it turns um, white fat into brown fat, and it. Uh, makes all of your cells uh, more efficient. What I liked about that presentation, and I think this is what you're getting at, is the takeaway for me was that, you know, we think that fats are fats and we should have, uh, you know, natural animal fats and they're better than vegetable oils. But, but you know, most people think, eh, well, you know, a little vegetable oil here and there won't, won't hurt you. Well, yeah, it will. Mm. And yeah, he showed in his presentation that, when you eat a vegetable oil, it, it, it sort of does the same thing to you that a carb will do in, a, in that it, um, you know, it, it prevents you from efficiently burning energy. Yeah. And he, most of that he got from Peter from Hyperlipids. So, um, you know, he did um, call out uh, Petra Dombrovsky. I think yeah. that's how you pronounce his surname. Um, he just calls himself Peter because <laughs> he's got an unusual surname. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, most of that came from Peter at Hyperlipid. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Coincidentally, this week I actually had my first lecture on the Krebs cycle. Um, <laughs> nice. So, and the and electron transport chain. And I actually learned a new thing in the class, which is uh, that uh, all of the uh, membrane-bound complexes that do all of the hard work in but basically, it's a it's a fuel cell in our body that that combines hydrogen with oxygen without having explosions. <coughs> so, you know, it's a fuel cell that that um, generates power slowly, as as slowly as it can. And what is doing all of the hard work in this is iron atoms, and I had hmm. no idea. So that's wow. something new I learned this week. So that was my week. How was yours, Carl? Uh, my week was pretty good. I've been working pretty hard and leading up to. Today, Saturday the 18th, which is uh, my next Keto Mini Fest. Oh, cool. And where's that? Is that uh, at your place? Yep, at my place, and I'm doing picanha. Mm, nice. Yeah, and uh, I got about, I don't know, 10 or 12 people coming. It's hard to tell because okay. some people say they're coming, but they haven't actually signed up. So oh, I, yeah. I think I'm getting 10 or 12 people. But Joan Walker is going to speak about clean meats. And she's a farmer who was at Keto Fest. Mm. And she makes or she raises grass-fed cattle that are the, the, the product of which is really delicious and fatty. Mm, good. Yeah. That's it. That's what I've been doing. So mm. let's give away some swag, Richard. Every show, we pick a lucky winner at random from the members of our Two Keto Dudes fan club. Yep, and today we're giving away a treasure trove of stuff from vendors we like, all of which you can find at fanclub.2keto.com. So who's our winner this week? Today's winner is Christine Lalonde. Congratulations, Christine. Yeah. Carl, let's tell everybody what Christine's won. Well, the first thing we're giving her is a Two Keto Dudes coffee mug that says, Keep Calm and Keto On. Also, a signed copy of Lies My Doctor Told Me by Dr. Ken Berry, online at lies.2keto.com. And a bottle of Stevia Sweet Barbecue Sauce, developed by a barbecue restaurant owner who plans to change the restaurant industry forever. Only two grams of carbs per serving. Online at steviasweetbbq.com. And a cheese-making kit from Wine and Whey. That's uh, Pam Zorn, who gave everybody uh, at Keto Fest a kit so they can make their own fresh mozzarella. That's online at wineandwhey.com. That's W-I-N-E-A-N-D-W-H-E-Y.com. Yep. And a six-ounce cup of beef bone broth concentrate from Birthright Nutrition. Simply add water, heat, stir, and sip and enjoy. Jam-packed with good stuff. More at birthrightnutrition.com. 
We're also giving away a bottle of Remag Magnesium Solution developed by Dr. Carolyn Dean, along with a copy of her protocol uh, and the Keto and Magnesium Manifesto presented at KetoFest 2018. That's all online at magmiracle.com. We're also giving away a big bottle of fasting drops from Keto Chow. It's a well-formulated blend of electrolytes. You just drop a little in your water and fasting will be a breeze. Online at fastingdrops.2keto.com. Also, a bottle of Sated RTD, which stands for Ready to Drink. Uh, this is now available in both chocolate and vanilla, and the lucky listener will get one of each. Uh, that's online at sated.com slash 2K hyphen RTD, S-A-T-E-D.com slash 2KF hyphen RTD. And from Keto & Co., a sampler six-pack, one bag of brownies, a bag each of four flavored cauliflower rices, and a bag of flatbread, online at ketoand.co. And if you don't want to wait to win some swag, you can buy all sorts of it online at gear.2keto.com. And as we said, certain restrictions may keep us from shipping certain items overseas. But if Christine is in the U.S., she will get all of these things. And that brings us squarely to an item we call... Mail! Mail! <laughs> what you got, Carl? <laughs> Well, I have a, a message from the Getting Started Forum on ketogenicforums.com. Mm-hmm. And this is from Corey Mayo, and it's titled, 18 Days In and Struggling, Is This Normal? So far, I've been loving the keto life. I've had a two-day first week flu, but recovered. I'm eight pounds down, and my cravings are gone. I'm drinking electrolytes and getting fats. I am crashed, burnt out, and tired. I tried bulletproof coffee initially, but it seemed to make me hungry. Going to try again tomorrow morning, though. Anyone else experience this? How long did it take you to get through it? It's about three days now. Thanks. And yeah, this is uh, you, you really have to be patient when you start the ketogenic lifestyle because your body is relearning how to process energy. It's got a different right. source now. And it's mm-hmm. not going to be good at it for maybe a good four or five weeks. And yeah. then you can call yourself fat adapted. Took me about six weeks. And I reckon even six months later, I was still getting better at uh, burning fat preferentially. It's really one of these things that, that um, when you change your source of energy, it changes a lot of things about how your body runs. And right. one of them, for example, is uh, how much sodium you take up and how much you hold on to. And so mm. a lot of people report that um, their symptoms of keto flu disappear when they have more salt in their diet. So yep. that might be one thing, you know, if you're, uh, if you're coming from a diabetic, um, uh, state where you are probably told to, you know, restrict calories and cut back on the saturated fat and, and uh, salt. absolutely cut back on salt because, you know, it causes high blood pressure, which mm. is one of the, one of the metabolic uh, syndrome issues. Um, then you, your taste buds are probably not used to uh, having a normal amount of salt. You're probably used right. to stuff that doesn't isn't very salty. And um, so you probably need to eat more salt than you really think uh, you should be mm. initially in this, at the start. So uh, have, add a little bit more salt and see if that makes a difference. Yep. Also, the other thing that I would suggest is that when you first start out, your body, especially if you come from a diabetic state, your body is not good at burning fat. That's why you, that's why you increase uh, your adipose tissue. That's why you're putting fat on your body because right. you're not good at burning it. And you're not good at burning uh, glucose because that's why you've become insulin resistant. That's why you're hungry all the time. That's right. That's why you're hungry all the time. That's why you're lethargic all the time because mm. despite the fact that you appear to have so much energy sitting on your body, you're not able to use any of it. Yeah. And so one of the things that happens, you're probably only burning glucose, but you're not good at getting it into your cells because you're insulin resistant. Right. So what happens as soon as you stop eating glucose, all of a sudden you have, uh, you don't have your, your, uh, ability to use body fat for energy. Um, and you've now got no source of glucose and you're waiting for your insulin to drop. And meanwhile, your brain is running out of energy. So one of the little hacks that, um, you can try is try adding MCT oils or just coconut oil to your diet. Mm. Um, and what, what that does is, um, all of the liquid soluble, uh, fats, fatty acids, um, like, you know, uh, medium chain and short chain triglycerides, right. they all 
have a, a, a prioritized way of getting into your body. Most fats um, enter your body and then get ported around by lipoproteins and mm. then get handed off to all the cells that use fat. And butter is another one of those things, like coconut oil, that has a short chain. Right. Butyrate is the short-chain fatty acid in butter, and that's where butter gets its name, or maybe that's where butyrate gets its name from. Mm. And these short-chain fats, they go straight to the liver. So they don't get ported around uh, in lipoproteins like your other fats. They go straight to your liver, and your liver gets to turn them straight into ketones. Mm. And what that really does is it gives you a way very easily to create ketones to support your brain. Mm. And so if your symptoms of keto flu are brain fog and mental fatigue, then I would suggest adding MCTs and coconut oil to your diet, and that may help. Or just butter, like we said. (laughs) Mo butter, better. Mo butter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you're going to read a mail? Yeah, my mail is actually from uh, Facebook. This is actually from Jess Monk uh, from the Keto Files group on Facebook. This is a group that prioritizes mental as well as physical health. Great. And uh, this is, it's really a poem. And it goes a little bit like this. Today I asked my body what she needed, which is a big deal considering my journey of not really asking that much. (laughs) I thought she might need water or protein or greens or yoga or supplements or movement. But as I stood in the shower reflecting on her stretch marks, her roundness where I would really like flatness, her softness where I would like firmness, all those conditioned wishes that form a bundle of Never quite rightness, Mm. she whispered very gently. Could you just love me like this? Oh, that's sweet. And that's a poem from Holly Holden, and that was uh, posted by Jess Monk on the Facebook group. Very nice. Very sweet. Okay, well, that brings us to the content part of our show, the interview part anyway. It's all content, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Let's bring on Mr. Ted Tykin. Ted is the founder and CEO of Keto & Co., the company behind Sated Keto Meal Shakes. Sated's brand promise is to make products that are convenient, delicious, ultra-low-carb, affordable, complete meals. Keto & Co. also manufactures low-carb versions of traditionally high-carb items like brownies, rice, which is made from cauliflower, oatmeal made from coconut, and with a wide range of baked goodies coming soon. Ted has been fascinated by the question of how food and nutrition evolves, as a society grows wealthier since studying economic development at Harvard. In 2014, after seeing life-changing improvements in his chronic pain and losing 35 pounds, Ted dedicated his career to making the keto diet easy and delicious. He believes that better food technology and better designed foods can save us from diabetes and obesity, an epidemic created by a broken food system. Uh, visit sated.com slash two dudes, that's T-W-O dudes, to be the first to pre-order sated ready-to-drink keto meal shakes. Limited 50% off discounts available while supplies last. Welcome, Ted. Thanks, Carl. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. We met last year, didn't we, at Keto Fest? We did. It was uh, That was a fun event. Um, it's uh, all events in the first year have a, this kind of excitement and energy, uh, and that was a, it was a it was a good place to be. I'm glad we were able to participate in the first year of Keto Fest. I should mention that uh, without Ted, Keto Fest one probably wouldn't have been a success <laughs> because certainly uh, these guys uh, they they stepped in to uh, save our butts when uh, save our uh, bacon when we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Like it. Um, and they uh, they had a great giveaway in the in the bags last year, which was uh, uh, dried broccoli, mm. uh, which was wonderful. You just reconstitute it, and you've got a got a you know a, a wonderful side for your for your bacon. But uh, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Ted and his team last year, uh, and that's why. We yeah. invited them back this year, and um, and they just knocked it out of the park. The ice cream was social. They basically took control of that entire thing and and made that a, a successful event. So yeah. uh, we're very grateful. Thank you very much, Ted. No, and uh, I have to say, uh, both of those times, both the ice cream social and the uh, the um, lunch fiasco, that luckily none of the participants at Keto Fest <laughs> knew was happening. Um, uh. Those were both due to uh, Elise, uh, my. Uh, my first uh, first employee, and she's now one of the co-owners of the company. She um, she's fully responsible. I get none of the credit for uh, for the good things that happened. Yeah, she uh, was amazing. 
she stepped up and basically uh, helped prepare and serve things when we didn't know what we were doing, and uh, yeah, and did it all legally too, which we were, you know, <laughs> we had to yes. do it under um, uh, food laws, you know, food safety laws. And Absolutely, Elise is a uh, a stickler for following the food rules, which is yep. um, we love her for. Um, usually, the food de- the health department shows up and she's got her binder, and it's like yeah. here's. Here's everybody's certifications. Here's our hold times. Yeah. Um, and they're just kind of, they're just blinking. They're like, I never, I never get this. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about your background a little bit. We'll get to the sated stuff in a, in a minute. But the, when I read your intro, um, I really realized I hadn't heard your story of how, you know, you changed your life uh, with the keto diet. So tell us that. Yeah, so I started keto June of 2014. So I'm uh, I'm at just over four years, nearly continuously ketogenic. Um, usually about three weekends a year, I'll get together with friends from college and drink beer. Um, but aside <laughs> from three weekends, uh, I've been in keto continuously for just over four years. Um, and it was kind of a, uh, I started it on a long shot for a chronic pain condition um, on the advice of a friend from college. And uh, he'd actually suggested it to me two years prior. And I, you know, I, I brushed it off. I was like, no, there's no way diet can measurably improve health conditions. That's, that's. And that's, by the way, you'll die if you don't eat carbs, right? Right. No, I, see, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know <laughs> the brain normally burns glucose and the ketogenic brain burns ketones. Um, but yeah, I, I, I brushed my friend off. I said, no, there's no way that's going to help. Um, yeah. But I said, you know, but, you know, you're a smart guy. I respect your opinions. I'm uh, next time I have an open experiment slot, I'll try it. And it took about two years. And then there was just a, there was a scheduling mishap with my pain doctor. And so we couldn't adjust medications in that two month adjustment window. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm not happy with my weight and this whole keto thing, you know, he seems to have a good reason to think it might help. Um, and it was, uh, it was great. You know, four days later, my pain was down by about 50%. Mm. Unlike any other pain treatment I've ever done for, uh, for myself, my brain was sharper, which yeah. um, it was kind of like, this, this never happens. You never get your pain down and your brain up at the same time. So yeah. uh, that's, that's what led me to it. Um, the 35 pounds in seven months was excellent. I was very happy to get back to uh, the dude in the mirror looking like me again. <laughs> um, but the, the reason I started a keto food company was this, this enormous increase in, um, in my ability to move throughout the world. I, I looked around, I was like, I'm going to be keto for at least the foreseeable future, barring some major advance in medicine. Mm. And I missed a bunch of things and it was, um, harder then than it is now. And I was like, yeah, I miss ice cream. I miss brownies. I miss, yeah, uh, right. I miss yeah, oatmeal. We should mention before you talk about that, that your friend, uh, in college, was John Durant, right? And yep. He sort of has a, a pedigree. Some, somewhat of a pedigree. Yeah, he's, uh, he is Mr. Caveman. Um, he wrote the Paleo yeah. Manifesto. Yep, yep. And uh, he's, been, um, he's been a great advisor as we build this food company because he, uh, after being, becoming a paleo guru, became a, uh, a healthy food guru as well, or mm. healthy food products guru. So mm. he's... Uh, He's uh, helped make a couple of really nice introductions. So, John, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, I rejected you. Well, <laughs> very good. All right, so back to uh, Keto and Co. You um, you started it because it aligned with your values, and you really yeah. wanted to you w- wanted to bring some science and some products to this. Yeah, I did, and it was uh, you know I sat down. I was thinking about doing three different things. I was thinking about starting a hedge fund. I was thinking about starting a software as a service company. Um, and I was thinking about starting a food company. And by the way, you're qualified to do all three. You're like a, <laughs> one of these genius people. I, I don't know. At the time, I wasn't qualified to do a food company. I had to learn that. Um, but luckily, the f- there's a lot of really good stuff through most um, most of the states, their land grant schools have a agricultural and food extension. Hmm. And so I was hmm. able to take a four hour course that gave me just the very basics of food science. Um, and I was able to 
learn what I needed to from that. Uh, but yeah, I, I sat down and I was like, all right, what, uh, what do I really value about work? What do I want to do with, uh, with the next five to 10 years of my life? Because I'd, uh, I'd, I'd done some reflection. I thought, you know, if you're not, if you're not willing to commit at least three years to something, you're not going to be able to do something that's worth doing. Yeah. And, um, looking at my values, I, I was looking for something that was important to the world, uh, that I was personally passionate about and that was potentially profitable. Um, and of the three things I was looking at doing, um, starting a food company that had the potential in a certain group of people to be a major part of their treatment for diabetes or obesity, Hmm. um, really, really triggered my, Hey, if this works, it's going to be important to the world. Um, and Hmm. so that's, uh, that's how I got into this. Um, we started with our first shake. We went on sale December 1st of 2014. Um, and I didn't know if we were going to sell a single bag because I hadn't run a food company before and I hadn't run an e-commerce store before. Hmm. So I made, um, enough that I could eat all of it over two years if we didn't sell a single bag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you made your own supply. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was this like, I'll literally eat the losses, um, mm. kind of a thing. <laughs> right. And, uh, and we sold that out in five days and we've been building a company mm. around keto food on the internet ever since. And that was a dry powder product, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, it's very similar to the current uh, Sated Shakes. So we still sell that product mm-hmm. under the banner Keto One. Um, it's mm-hmm. as natural as possible, and it tastes like it. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it, it missed the market a little bit. <laughs> I have to be honest. Uh, it has more comparisons to um, to bugs than it does to. Oh my God, that's chocolate milk. Yeah, uh, which the, right. I, I got to admit, I'm not a fan of shakes as a meal replacement, but I totally get why people do it because, you know, they, 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 they need to eat, you know, if they're not fasting and it's not always convenient or possible to eat keto when, you know, you're in certain conditions or places. So I get it. And, and by the way, I have tasted the sated shake. Uh, I tasted it at Keto Fest, tasted like chocolate milk to me. <laughs> and I tasted the vanilla. You sent me a, a bottle and it tastes great. So congrats on a good product. Thank you. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do with Sated, um, where the original product was as natural as possible. Sated is supposed to be delicious and keeps you in ketosis. Yeah. Um, and then as sating as possible as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think, um, so you're, you guys call yourselves keto foodies. and um, mm, Definitely. I think I'm more of a foodie than I'm not, which is kind of weird selling these meal replacement shakes. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons why the shakes uh, fit so nicely in my life is I have very little tolerance for mediocre meals, mm. right? I either want it to be functional and fast or I want it to be outstanding. Yeah. And yeah. the in-between just feels like a waste of time and money to me. Um, mm. So I have this, you know, I make and sell and consume uh, nutritionally complete shakes, but then I love uh, cooking these three-course meals, going out to three-course meals, um, Mm. really enjoying all of the wonderful tastes and flavors and textures that food has to provide. Mm. And that's one of the things that we're working really hard to communicate to people is that these shakes are not anti-cooking. These shakes are not anti-food. This is a tool when you're busy. Um, and right. it's better than a lot of the other quick alternatives right now. And I, I actually think it's better than all of the quick alternatives right now if you're keto. Right. Because most people tend to snack on things that are generally higher in protein and lower in fat, right? Whereas if you're going to eat a meal and, you you know, you, you want, well, I'm saying you, I'm saying me, if I was going to eat a meal, I, I would want more fat than protein in my meal and as few carbs as possible. Yeah. And that, um, you know, snacking is pernicious. Um, it's, uh, it's a, an easy way to get, uh, another thousand calories into your day. Um, yeah, yeah sure. And, uh, so yeah, that's, um, you know, we, we designed the shakes to be delicious, to get you as far as possible, as many hours as possible per calorie. Um, you know, and we, we have more testing we want to do to see if we can get even further, but we, we generally get a lot of people who report that they will get somewhere between three and six hours of just not even thinking about food, not snacking between one shake and, um, and when hunger comes back, 
which uh, for 400 calories is actually a pretty long ways to get on uh, on a single serving. Yeah, what do you attribute that to? I mean, I know you've you've got a lot of like corn fiber in the product. Um, is that really the that's the effect, or is it a caloric effect? So it's um, we're pulling every lever in there that we can. So uh, we have fast and slow digesting proteins, so you get proteinaceous satiety quickly and over a time. Mm-hmm. Um, fiber is huge for how it works in digestion, and there's uh, yeah. there is corn fiber in there, which sounds scary, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's virtually carbohydrate free or virtually net carb free. Mm. Uh, but then there's right. also uh, insoluble fiber and uh, acacia fiber in there. Um, mm. And fiber, you know, it creates bulk, literal fullness, and then it slows gastric emptying, which means you get a longer level load of, um, of nutrients. And then in, you know, hours three through seven of digestion, the gut turns it into butyrate, yeah. which uh, feeds the microbiome. And so there's, there's that. And then obviously fat, fat is extremely sating. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've got uh, those three levers, uh, micronutrients, omega threes, um, and then no sugar. Um, so it's, yeah. uh, it's really kind of an artillery barrage of everything we know leads to human satiety. Um, engineered in specifically to try to make the shake as sating as possible. Mm, yeah. And how do you sweeten it? So our sweetener, uh, our sweetener matrix in the ready to drink one is a combination of erythritol, monk fruit, and stevia. And we did a lot of research this spring. Uh, I was on part of it. Sweeteners. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, we had everybody we could get uh, taste six or seven or 10 or 20 different uh, options. And, um, what we found was, you know, we found a couple of different plateaus of erythritol cleaning up the sweetness of Moncrete and Stevia combined. And then there was another plateau where erythritol increased the vibrancy of flavor. And so mm. um, that was some hard won knowledge. It took us, uh, it took us a lot of frustrating hours in the kitchen and a lot of, um, a lot of dead ends, but we were able to break some new ground and get a combination of natural sweeteners that is very high in acceptance, you know, with artificial sweeteners uh, or these high intensity sweeteners um, like monk fruit and stevia being high intensity, natural sweeteners, you're never going to get to a hundred percent. Like it's never going to be, Oh, that tastes like sugar to everyone. Um, But we're really happy with where we got it to. I should also mention that um, you, you didn't just get into this. As you mentioned your values, right? Profitable was one of those values. And I got to imagine somebody that goes to Harvard is going to um, and, and starts a business is going to be pretty sure that there's a good upside to that business. And you obviously saw something in the keto um, market that would explode, and you sort of anticipated that. And I'm not saying it has exploded, but it's certainly on an upward trend, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I, um, when I got into this, I ju- I just looked at the mathematical result on diabetes, and that was all you had to do. That was sufficient evidence to me that there was going to be um, a huge increase in the demand for keto in the future. Yeah. You know, ten percent of the population has diabetes. Keto is a mathematical drug-free solution for a certain percentage of them. Um, sure. You can work backwards from that to what's the potential of this as a treatment in a society. Um, and, you know, the potentially profitable was that, you know, I want, I like solving problems. You know, I look at companies as solving problems through the profit mechanism. Um, and that was the only way we could fund solving additional problems was to make money and build more. But uh, yeah, it was really the diabetes impact that led me to think, you know, I don't know if it's going to take five years or 20 years. It's probably going to take about 10, but this is going to get big at some point just because of the results that it has over there. Right. Yeah. Uh, you took quite a gamble there because back in 2014, December of 2014, when you got started, uh, there, we didn't know that ketogenic diets could could treat diabetes. We, we, we had plenty of anecdotal evidence from people who did. And I mean, for me, I started in 2014, in April of 2014, and by November, I was non-diabetic. So I knew that it would work, but um, not a lot, there wasn't a lot of science out there that showed it. Yeah, there, there hadn't been published a, uh, a science quality high-end study yet. But um, you know, I'm, I am something of an intuitive thinker. If I see a strong 
the mechanism is plausible and the anecdotal evidence supports the mechanism that's generally stronger evidence than you normally get in business. Um, And Mm -hmm. so the the mechanism and the anecdotal evidence combining, um, I I was going to be flat shocked if the large N humans trials didn't show the same thing just because the the pathway is so clear that you can explain it to somebody in in less than a minute. Yeah. If you don't eat glucose, it's hard to have trouble with your blood glucose. Yeah. That's right. So there was a gamble and it did end up paying off. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit sooner than we'd hoped. Um, and I say unfortunately mm-hmm. because we were pursuing a build out a line waiting for this thing to hit in 10 years and four years in it's already it's already on trend so we had to change strategy uh two and a half years in pretty substantially and you know deprioritize certain things and move resources to other things um yeah just because the the scope of the business problem changed uh so i yeah. i to a certain extent from a selfish personal perspective would have preferred if keto took another year or two and we could have gotten mm-hmm. a little bit further before it was on trend but um, right but it's extremely exciting another thing that's really interesting to me is that you it, it isn't just keto and co but you've got several companies some that you bought some that you um took over some that you're starting and yeah. one of them was um the the box yeah uh, thing the delivery keto delivered yeah, so we uh, we took over Keto Delivered um, about a year and a half ago, um, and the original founder of that, uh, Craig, is still lightly involved. Um, but we we took over all operations um, and marketing of it in uh, late 2016. Yeah, yeah, very good. And, and yeah, so we're you know again, I um, looking at companies as problem solving mechanisms. We uh, we try to solve as many problems as we can and a subscription box solves the discovery problem for a lot of people. You know, yeah. it's uh, a lot of people don't love reading food labels and doing the research and scouring trade shows um, to figure out what are the new and upcoming uh, keto products. And um, it's something where we can do a lot of that research and other people can benefit from it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and it's great because we get to, um, we get to help some of these smaller, um, smaller upcoming keto companies, um, get enough orders to do their first production run through that. And that's one of the things that we, uh, we really enjoy. Um, you know, we, we've got a list, uh, in our office of about, uh, it's about a hundred things long of keto foods that we'd like to develop once we have enough time. And when somebody cool. writes us saying, hey, we just developed this, it's just like, I go up to the whiteboard, I cross it off and I was like, all right, on to the next one. Um, huh. There's just, there's so many problems to solve that um, we actually get really happy when we see somebody else solve <laughs> one of the problems. Um, the ice cream social you guys mentioned before um, is a big example of that. We, um, we developed an ice cream recipe um, and then Rebel Creamery came out and we're like, oh, this is awesome. These people are just doing ice cream. Ice cream is really hard. Um, you know, let's, you know, let's help promote them. And so we promoted their Kickstarter. Um, and uh, when Carl, you were very, very polite about it. You, you asked me, would it be like, would you be offended if, if these guys are at this ice cream social you guys are, uh, are um, arranging? And uh, right. our response was, that would be awesome. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause it was like in, you know, uh, Austin and his team, they're great people. Um, super yeah, smart. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got an even fancier Harvard degree than I do. Uh, he went to uh. the business school. <laughs> um, and I think they're going to just take over the keto ice cream world. So, but it's one of those things where we, um, we don't really feel super competitive, uh, yet at least because there are so many problems left to solve and, Keto delivered is a fun way that we can help other people who are trying to solve keto food problems, right. get their feet under them. Um, and, you know, uh, Elise does the curation for that as well. Um, she's a woman of many, many talents. Um, yes, yes, she is. And uh, it's, uh, I'll hear from her office as she's explaining to people, like a lot of the mistakes we made early on mm. as a food company. And I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish Elise had existed uh, when I started. <laughs> so tell Elise's story because it's fascinating with the food trucks and all that. Yeah. So um, when I met Elise, uh, I was 
it was uh, my first day producing the shake, the first shake. And she was working for a vegan food truck, a uh, vegan taco food truck, uh, <laughs> yeah. wow. which it, it, it sounds a little weird, but their food's actually phenomenal. Um, it's called a taco party here in Boston and they now have a restaurant and it was uh, late November. And so they were going off the road uh, because, you know, it's really hard to sell food on the side of the road during winter in Boston. Mm. And um, I was over there. I, w- I had actually had long hair at the time, um, which didn't look good, by the way. <laughs> and she just she kind of bounds up to me and says, hi, I'm Elise. What are you doing? And I'm like, hi, I'm this crazy guy. I'm making keto food. She's like, what's keto? <laughs> um, and I, you know, as she walked away, I was like, man, that person's really good at sales. If this works, I should try to get her involved. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, when we sold out of that first run and I needed to build a business quickly, I knew that they'd gone off and I was like, Hey, do you want to do a couple of shifts? And then, Hey, do you want to do a couple more? Do you want to do a couple more? And, you know, within about three months, she was running the production team. Um, and she's been an absolutely invaluable asset to the company. Um, as we've been growing. I mean, she, what she did with the ice cream social is she got, um, first of all, you guys brought your own soft serve ice cream in addition to Rebel's mm-hmm. stuff. And she lined up all these vendors of toppings and, you know, everything from like hot fudge to butterscotch caramel stuff and, and cookies and nuts and all these crazy things. <laughs> and, and it was the, and, and she got the, the dry farms wine guys to come and bring, some of their wine. Yeah. And it's, uh, she just made this happen. Well, it's, uh, I, I don't know if there's anyone in the world who has a better pulse on what keto products exist in the market um, mm. than Elisa does. And she's worked with a number of the companies that came to the ice cream social before with the subscription box. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, it was just really exciting. And I, I think the ice cream social was my favorite part of Keto Fest this year because you could just stand there and just. So at one point, there was a line that was 100 people long. Yeah. Which was just like, wow, that's amazing. But then, you know, you look around a room and you see 100 people who haven't had ice cream in years. Right. Having not just ice cream, but like ice cream sundaes and three different choices and flavors. It was a room full of happy. Exactly. Serious. And a line around the corner, as Ted said. I was actually both happy and stressed about that because I'm like, oh man, we got to give these people a good experience. We've got to get them served quickly. What can we do? What can we do? Um, But you know, luckily it didn't rain. Um, That would have that would have been bad. But no, um, Elise is very dynamic. Uh, She uh, she's a very good coordinator, and um, it was it was really cool to see all of the different companies. Um, that are making these keto friendly and truly keto friendly products um, yeah. come together to deliver this room full of happy, as Richard said. <laughs> what do you think? Um, uh, how how big can this get? I mean, I, I'm talking about the sort of the the number of people who are doing keto and looking for keto products. Do you really see this as being like multi million dollars uh, market? Uh, so I, th- I think it's actually probably closer to a multi-billion dollar market. Yep. Really? My market sizing, uh, for keto food and specifically keto food. So not including cheese and meat and yeah. vegetables, things that are just already keto. Um, I anticipated somewhere between one and 5 billion in total sales. Wow. I look at it this way. We've got, uh, something like 10% of Americans are, uh, a type two diabetic and, and really 55% of people are on of at least Californians uh, according to UCLA mm. are on the the diabetes spectrum um, that's a massive market that's you know that's you know between 30 and 150 million Americans for whom eating this kind of way will save their toes their eyesight their their erections and their cardiovascular disease yeah. i mean that 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 makes it more than a billion dollar industry. This is definitely a multi billion dollar industry. Yeah, and, and as we mentioned, the the real the only real impediment to that is just people taking it seriously. And uh, right now, we're we're sort of still in the and I say we the keto community or the keto diet is still looked at as a diet. We can't help but continue to look at this through the lens of history which tells us mm. diets don't work, they're fads, they come and go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, um, I 
was opposed to a diet as a treatment at the beginning. So I, you know, I've gone through the process myself. And so I have a lot of uh, empathy for other people who hear that and like, oh, no, 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 this is just another set of snake oil. This is just another, you know, this is not another fad. This is a grapefruit fast. This is like, this isn't going to work. You know, real results aren't possible through diet. And I think, you know, people have a good reason to have that bias because so far we haven't seen great results as a society from diets, quote unquote. But, um, uh, Carl, I think you, you were teeing up this concept of, is it a diet or a lifestyle? Yeah. And, um, I think we I think it's more of a lifestyle than a diet. Um, we did some research, uh, about a 4,000 person, uh, research of how did you find keto? What are the challenges? Um, mm. why are you using it last year? And, um, I don't have the data right off the top of my head, but I, I it was something on the order of 80% of people who've done the keto diet, who are on the keto diet have no plans of ever going off. And the, uh, the real power in that question was we had another column and a full 6% of respondents took it upon themselves to create a forever uh, for life <laughs> category. So it was a um, yeah. people, once they get on it, if it works for them and you know, keto, not everybody can get past the first four days for the keto flu. And you know, there may be people who just, are maladapted for genetic reasons to the diet. But if it works for you, it's life changing on the average. And when your life changes like that, you know, you, your pain drops by half, you drop 43 pounds, which is the average we saw in our survey. Uh, You know, why would you want to go back to bread, right? 43 pounds versus bread. uh, To me, it's an easy decision. True. So what is, what's new in your, uh, I mean, the sated stuff is, is fairly new. It just came out. You got out of Kickstarter, but what, what else is on your horizon? What's on your to-do list? So, uh, yeah. So, uh, our Kickstarter is three days old as we're recording this. Uh-huh. Um, and we, uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say we set a new one day record for a food product on Kickstarter. So that was, um, that was very exciting for us. Um, so that's taking up um, only about half of our energy, which uh, tells you just just how much we have going on that a Kickstarter like that is only about half of our development energy. Um, yeah. We've got the relaunch of our brownies that we previewed at KetoFest uh, is happening in the next month to month and a half. Nice. Um, we have four new flavors of our riced cauliflower. Yeah. Um, new flavors coming out all the time of our sated shakes, obviously. Um, and then... We have a, and I don't even know if we've given you a preview of this yet, Carl. Okay. A cake slash cupcake mix and a frosting mix um, that uh, I, my kids and our warehouse employees say taste just like um, they were bought from the store. <laughs> wow. So, wow. So we're pretty excited about that. We've got a flatbread coming out um, and we're working on just a dozen things in the bakery space. Um yeah, it's um, it's busy. We uh, we're 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 in the middle of hiring. Actually, we're about nine people right now. We're trying to get to fifteen by the end of the year, um, just because wow. we have more products that are ready to go to market than we have time to finish the labels, to buy the labels, to get them manufactured. So wow, um, and you're out of Boston, right? Yep, we're out of Boston. So um, jobs.ketoand.co is our um our hiring portal. If anybody's in the Boston area looking for a variety of different kinds of jobs in the keto industry. That's awesome, Ted. And you don't have, you don't have to be keto to work here. We ask that you be passionate about uh, the impact that keto has on our customers' lives. Um, Though over the past year, uh, we went from, I was the only person in the company who was keto to, it's about half of the company now. Um, Nice. Which it's funny. Uh, Keto in the workplace is a, is a unique thing where uh, we were getting ready for the Kickstarter and it was uh, Elise Kim who does our marketing, me and our video guy. And it was like, you know, six o'clock and all the keto people were just burning. And the video guy comes <laughs> into my office kind of like ashen face. He's like, are we going to stuff for dinner? And I did these like, oh yeah. <laughs> Non-keto people have to stop and eat. Yeah. We should do that. I've learned on the first day with employees, I have to do that. 
Well, Ted, thanks for coming on the show and telling us all about you and Elise and your company and I wish you uh, success in the future. We all do. Thank you, Carl. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and we we also wish you guys a ton of success in the future and keep throwing these keto fests. They're a lot of fun. We love coming to them. Yeah, we certainly will. And we'll get together at Del Frisco's soon. I, uh, I think so. A good steak is in order. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Richard. Heard you say you're due for a little. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ted and Elise. Mm. They really saved our bacon in KetoFest 1, and uh, they were an essential part of both one and KetoFest 1 and KetoFest 2. And uh, we're very grateful, and, and these guys really uh, have their heads switched on. Yep. Well, my friend, are you peckish, puckish, or I'm otherwise hungry? <laughs> I am. I am. I think it's time for some recipes! What you got, Carl? <laughs> Okay. Well, as I said in the last show, I got a new smoker, right? Mm. And I had a pork butt in the freezer. Mm, I like pork butt and I cannot lie. <laughs> you were the brothers can't deny. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. Sorry. Uh, well, so I smoked a pork butt and this was a picnic mm-hmm. shoulder. So it's got the the skin on it. Yeah. And, sure. uh, yeah. And the story is, I, I think I told the story on the last show that um, I started it at midnight and at 7 a.m. the cops showed up wondering if our <laughs> house was burning down. <laughs> I said, no, but you can come back for lunch. I'm just smoking some pork. <laughs> well, back in my pre-keto days, I used to like ham salad and I know it's weird, mm-hmm. but you know, we have chicken salad, tuna salad, egg salad, and the deli. You can get those things. Well, you can also get ham salad, which is finely chopped ham and mayonnaise and celery and some spices and that kind of thing. Okay. And it's usually um, combined with sweet relish, which, you know, kind of goes well with mm-hmm. ham, you know, a little sweet. But yeah. but I made a pork butt salad. So, you did pulled pork eight ways or seven ways. Mm-hmm. This is- yeah. Number eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you do it with pulled meat or you do it with uh, diced meat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I made a pork butt salad. And here's really all it is. So, when I, when I made the pork butt, I made a rub and it's equal parts. And I used uh, the sweetener uh, xylitol because I can mm-hmm. handle it. So, xylitol, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. I know you don't like the powders, but with a rub, you know, that's what you need. Sure. Black pepper and fennel seed. Mm-hmm. And I rubbed that all over and that was really great. So, when I cut it up, I chopped it into very fine diced pieces, very f- as fine as I could get. Right. And I added mayo and celery and some more of the rub, some of the leftover rub that I had mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. give it that flavor. And the fennel is just amazing. That really yeah, works with pork. Yeah, together really well. Yep. And that's pretty much it. And I don't know, I don't have precise amounts. I mean, you eyeball it, right? You, you have so mm. much pork, you put so much mayo in there. And, um, and, you know, four or five stalks of celery that are chopped up fine and, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, add some flavoring to taste. So that's it. And, and I, th- I thought it might be good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Doesn't and, good. you know, Karen Mangiacotti was here last night right. from, uh, Keto Families mm-hmm. and Keto Kids podcast. And she, uh, and, and I, Gave some to her and she was like, wow, this is really good. You know, you don't think of taking pulled pork or, or pork butt, chopping it up and making a salad out of it. But I thought ham salad, pork butt salad, nope, it was really good. Oh, sounds good. I'm going to have to try that. And by the way, speaking of keto families and keto kids, we're finally, finally, finally publishing this show. Nice. This podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Ketofamiliespodcast.com. Yeah. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Let your kids listen to it. There's a there's a kids section, Keto Kids, and there's a separate podcast available on iTunes called Keto Kids Podcast that your children can listen to just by themselves. So, anyway. That's true. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, so, I've actually got a, a, a recipe. Well, I've got two recipes, and these are in honor of Dr. Michael Eads, who gave that presentation at, at Breckenridge. Yeah. And during his presentation, he mentioned... 
a wilted salad. Now, I'd never heard of a wilted salad before. Okay. And so he basically said this recipe, you cook up some bacon and when the bacon is cooked, you take it out of the skillet and you take the uh, bacon juice <laughs> or the, you know, yeah. the bacon oil. Yeah, sure. And you pour it over uh, your salad leaves and basically that it wilts the salad leaves. Uh, nice. And it basically makes a dressing uh, that, that um, and then you add, chop up the bits of bacon and you add them back to the salad, and that's your your classic wilted salad. Yeah. But uh, I have two recipes here, and one of them is a, a classic wilted salad that uses sugar. Uh huh. And uh, I'm going to suggest not even using any sweetener at all. It won't need a sweetener. Yeah. Okay. So here's how they do it. They take four bacon strips and. That basically cook them in a skillet over a medium heat until crisp, and then using a slotted spoon, remove uh, the bacon to paper towels to drain. Mm. And then to the hot drippings, uh, they add a quarter of a cup of white vinegar. I'd use apple cider vinegar, I think, but as well as that, they add about two tablespoons of water mm -hmm. and uh, some uh, green onions that have been chopped uh, and uh, they add two teaspoons of sugar and salt. I wouldn't I wouldn't add any sugar at all. I right. think the vinegar and the flavor of the bacon uh, grease is going to work really well as a dressing. I don't think you yep. need a, a sweetener, but if you need a sweetener, um, you know, just add a little bit of xylitol, a little bit of erythritol. Yep. Um, and basically they pour that over eight to ten cups of torn lettuce leaves. And on top of the lettuce, once you've wilted it down, you add uh, the crumbled up pieces of bacon and also yep. a hard-boiled uh, egg. Okay. Up. And so that's that recipe, and uh, that's a, like a classic wilted salad recipe. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of things that you can add to this that I've seen in non-traditional wilted salad recipes, and that is you can get um, uh, red radishes, slice them up, and f and basically f once you You've cooked the bacon. You put the radish slices in the oil and fry them up before then you whisk in all of the rest mm. of the dressing ingredients. Mm. And so you end up with uh, with uh, sort of like a, a bacon-fried radishes. Uh, the other thing you can add to this recipe is slices of strawberries. So you can add uh, slices of strawberries to your lettuce salad. Right. Um, and then wilt, wilt them with the bacon oil. Um, and the, then the final recipe is – I'm just going to put a link to the final recipe, but this is a recipe on – uh, using just kale and bacon to do a wilted salad recipe. And uh, this uh, blog gives a tip uh, for making kale not only not bitter, but in fact even sweet, you remove the stems. The stems ah, are all the bitter parts and wow. the leaves are actually quite quite sweet. So you know how kale always has that bitter taste? Well, this is a way to uh, uh, not have that problem. Excellent. Wow, that sounds good. I've had wilted salads before. And basically, the, the idea is that you want to get hot fat on top of leaves and it's sort of, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it cooks it, but it does sort of. It just, it's mm. like, it's like lightly frying or sauteing your yeah. lettuce, well, your greens. Adding a little bit of vinegar and water um, and salt to the, the, the oil is going to really, it's going to make it into a dressing, right? Yep. Yep. Well, that's a show. Mm -hmm. We hope you liked it. And, um, there you go. Of course, if you have anything that you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something you don't agree with, some more research that you found to support or refute anything that we've said, send it by email to dudes at twoketodudes.com or post it on the website. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Two Keto Dudes. Make sure to use the hashtag Two Keto Dudes. And of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum.twoketo.com. And you can have a look around the ketogenic forum without needing to create an account by starting with success.twoketo.com. And if useless swag is your fancy, you know, t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other junk with witty keto sayings on them, head over to gear.twoketo.com. And if you want a shot at getting some of that swag for free, join the Two Keto Dudes fan club. You'll be eligible to win something in every show. Go to fanclub.twoketo.com. And if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts that we produce, including Two Keto Dudes, Keto Woman with Daisy Brackenhall, Keto Families, Keto Kids, and the Obesity mm -hmm. Code podcast with Jason Fung and Megan Ramos, think about making a monthly pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.twoketo.com. You can also see all of our podcasts and other videos on YouTube at youtube.twoketo.com. And if you haven't already, go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's how new people get to know about what we do. 
Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. And Richard, my friend, keep calm, keto on, and fast when you can. Yeah, keep calm, keto on, and keto fast down under in Australia at least oh, yeah. once a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time on Two Keto Dudes. <laughs>